This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Uh, we interrupt our normally scheduled uh, coverage of Turkish handball <laughs> on this Monday to bring you coverage of um, Razorback football and uh, Danny Enos being fired. That is, uh, I'm sorry if you were looking forward to the uh, handball. We'll have it on our uh, alternate stream right. along with um, uh, Russian table tennis highlights uh, a little bit later on today. But uh, this is uh, taking top precedent today. Here on Ruskin and Zach. Sorry for the inconvenience to those of you loyally who um, never listened to us for Razorback football content. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, <laughs> this is gonna be a weird day. So. I got sound bites. We got cuts. That's what we got today. We got cuts. Right. We need to pace ourselves. I know because one of us is gonna black out, and uh, then it's gonna be DQ and you. I think we should open a beer for every segment like Ty does on the. Okay. There we go. All right. That was not bad. Was did that sound that real? That was pretty real. Uh, all right, we can use. Was that, that. real? We, right. we can use that. I'll, DQ I'll is with us here, standing by. Uh, DQ, good. good How's afternoon. Your Hello, it was good. Good, good. All right, all right. Uh, let me get the newsy stuff out of the way here. Um, if we're ready to go in there, uh, here is Sam Pittman a short while ago speaking to the media about the decision to remove Dan Enos. Dan worked extremely hard. Um, was in the building all the time, put a lot of hours into it um, and things of that nature. It just it just wasn't working. And so he was fired yesterday, and the rest of the state learned what we told you about a few weeks ago, that this university signed Dan Enos to one of the most egregious contracts that any of us ever seen. That guy... Guy, we'll call him, is going to get $2 million to go away. 2.8. 2.8 to go away. Oh, man. Can we all agree we're all in the wrong line of work? We all need to be in a, in a situation where guaranteed money is a thing, right? Yeah. Like that should yeah. be like, if you've got kids, teach them to throw a left handed baseball because the money's guaranteed in, basketball, in baseball. Teach them how to shoot a jumper. Basketball, the money's guaranteed. Money's not guaranteed in football unless you're a coach. Then the money is fully guaranteed. So if you want to go into football, be a coach. Go into coach. Because the money's fully guaranteed. (laughs) So just, I I challenged uh, people over the weekend. I'm like, the next time they call you and hit you up for money, and they will, just hold up this and be like, you know what? Y'all quit signing deals like this. Maybe I'd be a little bit more forthcoming to open my wallet to you. But this was uh, just... I'm not right a lot. I'm wrong a lot, okay? I was not wrong about this. And we knew in, in de- de- January on this show, we called it the sedan. We knew this offense wasn't going to go anywhere. And by golly, we were proven right in spades on, on Saturday a, afternoon. It was an offense that was not designed for the personnel that they have. And they, they he had trouble communicating it and getting it through to the offensive, um, especially the offensive entities that were most important. And, uh, and it struggled, and it snowballed, and it got worse and worse and worse, and then there were some off-the-field things, and, you know, by Saturday night, it was just evident that this thing was not going to go anywhere. And by the time, you know, with the bye week, you've got a couple of days to kind of get Kenny Guyton comfortable. And look, if you read the, the press release they put out yesterday, Kenny Guyton's not been named the offensive coordinator. He's going to call plays. So nothing is changing as far as the offense goes except philosophy. Sam said it in his press conference today. There are things that he would like to do. I'm sure he's going to have a little bit more input. But, I mean, the pieces are still the same, and the offense is going to remain the same. Will there be new wrinkles? Sure. But a fresh voice is never a bad idea when you're struggling, and especially one that the uh, the players seem to rally around, and you know, and they better rally around Kenny Guyton because uh, the Gators are coming. Well, here's where we are, okay? Let's, let, let's, let's have a real talk. If they keep losing, Pittman's going to be fired, and everybody else is going to be fired over there. That's where we are. I don't think that's an exaggeration. That is what people in the industry are telling, uh, you know, reporters. Um, so that's where we are. So these four games, I don't know what the number is, but it's more than zero. They have to win games, plural, 
Otherwise, everybody's going to get canned. Pittman knows it. Everybody knows it now. Well, he's fighting for his job now, and, and I think he understands it. Here's a text that says, I told you in August they should have run the wishbone. It's a fair point. A we should have listened you know to that what? guy. should have listened to you. should have listened to you. That's I fair. state my regret. Um, I mean, everybody on that staff right now is is fighting for I, – I think he's going to get another year if he wants it. Um, I would question right now if, if it's worth it uh, because, you know, this thing has got to – it. This thing's got to turn around. A lot of changes need to be made. Kenny Guyton may be the guy. I don't know. I talked to a bunch of different people about him who've worked with him, and he he has worked for them. I'll say the exact same thing. Dude's a fantastic communicator, high energy. Players like him, and he's smart. So uh, those are good building blocks. Whether or not he can call a play or not, I don't know. But those are very good building blocks. Um, he's never called a play in a game in his life, but he is, had, was a passing game coordinator at Colorado State. You know, this may be the change, you know, the voice change that they need to go forward and, you know, unlock the keys to this offense. We're going to find out in a couple weeks. You know. Um, so you can get in here on the McClarty Daniel hotline at 866-285-4005. Um, I'm not going to, you know, uh, slam you with the uh, with, uh, sound bites. And we are going to play the most egregious sound bite possibly <laughs> to ever come out of that school from Saturday uh, here at some point. Um, because, you know, I want uh, people to get their say in all this, too. But we'll sprinkle them in every now and then and, then uh, you know, just kind of provide a little bit more uh, context. It sounded like the talking point that uh, I latched onto from listening to Sam today is that um, Dan Enos not only had one Waffle House menu, he apparently had two. There was way too much volume, and well, it was that, overloading. That, every, it was paralysis goes, by analysis. That goes to the point I was I was talking. You know, when he was here the last time, he had the Allens. The Allens were coaches' kids. These guys absorbed information like no like nobody else. They were elite at absorbing the information and processing it. This this offensive group. I mean, you got a lot of new faces over there, man. Explaining the, all of this to them, simplify, simplify, simplify. This goes back to the Gus Malzahn principle, which is simple as fast, fast, fast. You know, process it fast, then you go play fast. It, it was. It just wasn't working, and it and it kept imploding on itself week after week after week, culminating in a three point performance, which I think we will all agree is one of the worst football games I've ever seen. Yes, I've watched this game for nearly half a century. Yes, that's one of the worst football games I've ever seen. Period. It wasn't compelling in any way, shape, or form. It was right. two teams that couldn't get out of their own way. Yeah, it was close on the scoreboard, but it was not interesting no, in any way, shape, no, or form. No, and, and you know, when, when they got the ball back at the end of the game, I'm like, if they pull this out, I mean, it, oh. they, it, they they would tear the goalposts down and carry Look, them down Dixon. I was preparing myself as the <laughs> post-game host as we're going to have to pretend that none of this was bad and it was all good because they're going to go down and win this thing. And you know what? If Pittman had... Um, gone for the field goal when he should have there in the uh, late third quarter to make it 7-6, mm-hmm. they probably would have won the game 9-7. But yeah. uh, that indecision is um, is one of the reasons they lost the game. And, if, you know, the offensive uh, incompetence, constipation, impotence, whatever you want to call it, uh, was, was, was of one of them. It, it there was, there were a lot, lot of words working. There were a lot of adjectives to describe uh, yesterday. Some you can say in mixed company, some you cannot. Um, but it was just... Uh, but not going for a field goal there. Like, listen, read the room. Three is good in okay. a game where both teams well, have combined for three, ten. Three right. is literally the only thing you're guaranteed right now is that Cam Little will go on and he will put the ball through the uprights if, and that's that. If that stadium sees Cam Little make a 51-yard field goal, people are going crazy. That's right. They go into a timeout probably and, you know, the DJ's got the thing moving. You know, like there's life in the building at 7-6. As hard as that is to believe. There's life in the building at a 7-6 game there. But no, he uh, he admitted he didn't know what to do. Now, listen, I am one who hates when coaches sit up there and, and provide the same old nonsense over and over again. But never let them see you sweat and never tell them you didn't know what to do. All right? Even if you didn't know what to do. Don't tell them. Just say fake it. Say you were in between two decisions. <laughs> it's better than I didn't know. <laughs> you can't do that, man. God. 
Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So bye-bye, Enos, goodbye. Rode his Ford with the Lord, but couldn't score if he tried. Them good old boys were standing, rolling their eyes, thinking, boy, I sure do miss Kendall Bryce. Boy, I sure do miss Kendall Bryce. So bye-bye, Enos, goodbye. Rode his Ford with the Lord, but couldn't score if he tried. Them good old boys were standing, rolling their eyes, thinking, boy, I sure do miss Kendall Bryce. Boy, I sure do miss Kendall Brown. Oh, yeah, let's go six and six. Give me the hogs, Chuck. <laughs> the latest from Tanner and the Heretics. An emergency recording session last night. Oh, there man. it is. Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he was so proud. He's like, man, I did it. I did it. I sent it to you. I'm like, all right, send it on. We got it. Do, um, do, God, there's so many places we could go here. Who are these people that think he should have been given more time that you were referencing well, before think, the break? I think at least one and a half percent or 50 percent of the three percent are poll ruiners. That, that is see. a very strong, very They're powerful. They're in the lobby. Russian troll factory. Exactly. Out there, yeah. there are now part of it could have been Dan Enos unblocked us for a moment and voted. Or his burners could have uh, voted. Or family members or right. things yeah. like that. He has a very active family on Twitter, we're told. We're told that. We, we don't know, but we're told that. Yeah. I hear. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, all right. So I don't know how anyone can objectively, you know, I say this all the time because people think there's two sides to everything. There isn't. Sometimes there are five sides. Sometimes there's one side. This is a one-sided situation. They could not continue as currently con- as configured Saturday and have any shot of doing anything the rest of the season. Not even, they wouldn't beat FIU. Now we at least get to entertain the chance that they might beat FIU. And maybe Auburn. And when those two teams, and God help us, we got to run some kind of deal, some kind of uh, like party atmosphere because nothing screams out Ruskin and Zach live promotion like two teams duking it out for last in the SEC West uh, on a Saturday at 11 a.m. I mean, that, and it's not an 11 a.m. game yet, but come on. Which one? The Auburn game. Oh, no, not yet. But Florida it's going is. to be. Florida is. Florida's an 11 a.m. game. I mean, this, this, is, this is our moment, Okay. No one is better equipped to handle two last place teams than the last place show, right? right. This is our moment. Right. We got to do something. I don't know if we have like a, a bootleg pep rally or whatever we got to do here. We'll create our own like, you know how um, in Vegas they have like the gross mascots mm-hmm. because you can't get the real like El- Elmo. Right. So you get Elmo. We're like, we'll get a Razorback that's like old and smoking <laughs> a cig at our pep rally because okay. we can't get the real one. Because that would be officially, you know, we can't do that. But we'll get, like, bootleg. DQ, you know what I'm talking about. In Vegas, where they have all the dirty, like, uh, cartoon characters on the strip that you yeah. take pictures with. Yeah. yeah. That's what we need. I don't like those. That's what we need for our pep rally. <laughs> but you don't like mascots. But they're they're scarier. Right. Okay. Maybe we could get strike for our pep rally. Oh, DQ would love that. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. We Man. can't get you no. big red, but we got the next best thing. Right. We got your big blue. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's... <sighs> it, yep. it, there was, there is no way. I, I'm, I'm big on body language and, and how you know, just you could tell Saturday that offense didn't want to be out there. It looked to me like they just were like, let's just go through the motions. Lou Riddick, by the way, I don't know if you did you watch the any of Lou eviscerated Enos on a number of occasions about there are things that I said and anybody else who sat there and watched that offense function. 
He just did it a lot more eloquently than I did. No, Spacing's the, an issue. Exec, there, there was a massive scheme that, flaw. That's the best analyst to do a Razorback game this season. Yeah, That's well, the he best job of breaking out. it down. Yeah, because he pointed out not only that, because we all know, oh, the offensive line stinks. He went deeper than that and was like, how the wide receivers stink yep. and how the running backs stink right. and how the quarterback stinks. Like, he went over all of it. He went all, all over all of it. And there's a play I'm thinking of where they show the all 22 yeah. and two receivers are in the same yeah, and spot. He, and one guy can cover him. And, and he's, he's like, and, he's like, where's he going to throw the ball? Well, like, he, he made a point, and and this is really in the weeds kind of stuff, but it, it shows you how how inept that offense was or how poorly it was being run, which is he was talking about a second-level defender and putting him basically in a position where he's got to make a decision where he's wrong in the passing game. And Enos just didn't do it. Uh, you know, they, they were running combo routes. It was just, it's a mess. And hopefully, what Kenny Guyton's going to be able to do is, look, I want to make, we have to have an honest talk about kind of where we are on this. So I I saw a bunch of stuff, oh, they're going to put in Kendall Brown's offense. Guys are going to have two days of practice this week. They're off till Thursday. They're not installing a new offense on Thursday, Friday, and then go game prep for Florida. It's going to be the same offense. Will there be new wrinkles? Absolutely there will be. Will there be some clearer communication? Yes. But they're not going to reinvent this offense. It's not going to be what it was last year. There will be hints of it, but you you can't go in and change everything. Because, look, they're horrible on offense now. You don't want to make it worse. So that that's one part of it. I, I just, to me, KJ looks completely disinterested in any of this. And, you know, there's that, that shot, that meme that we've all seen of him just kind of rolling his eyes. And you're just like, okay, I mean, we're eight games into this. This is what they are. You got a third of the season left. You can go six and six. You can get to a bowl game. All those things you wanted to get to. It's just not. I guess I guess my overarching point on this is this had to be done. Just simply for morale. Somebody had to be placed on the altar and you know th- this this has to this had to happen. All right, let's uh, get some phone calls in here on the McCarty Daniel hotline. By the way, um I believe this. Um I don't have any proof. But as soon as we turned the phones on for the postgame Saturday, a DQ was here. The phones blew up. <laughs> we had to go restart the system in there. So the first That's segment good. of the postgame, we had no calls because the phones died. Luckily, we revived them, and we took, God, I don't know, 100 calls. I don't know what we did. Well, we, we had, and a, we had a hundred. were right to vent. Of course. That's what the whole show was for. I said it. I'm like, these postgame shows, we're not going to play any sound from over there because you don't want to hear it. We want to hear from you. This is your opportunity to say stuff. And uh, that's how we feel today here on Ruskin and Zach. Although we will mix in a few more uh, sound bites because there's some some good stuff in here. There's some good stuff in here. John in Little Rock is uh, getting us started this hour. Hi, John. Howdy, howdy. Uh, I think y'all's event can be the pathway to the bottom of the conference pub crawl there. Um, <laughs> you know, just send them out and see who can come out on the bottom and drunk us or whatever. And that sums up the season well. Regarding the analysts, I think at some point during that game, Lou just sounded like irritated that he had to be watching. Like he was mad. Like the rest he of had us. To be there <laughs> and, and look at that garbage on the field. Yeah, like the rest of us. Because this is the game that I decided to watch the most of this year because I thought we had a chance of actually winning, right? And at some point, it, it, it was so bad, it just it became a parody, right? It was the... It was the college football equivalent of this is Spinal Tap, right? <laughs> and except, it, except it didn't go to 11, did it? It made it to 10, not to 11. That's right. And, you know, it's just the, the one thing that comes out of this, though, is the most Arkansas thing to ever happen among a lot of the most Arkansas things to ever happen might have actually been a blessing in the side in disguise and could have broken the curse. And that's the, uh, you know, the run back for the touchdown that got called back because Mississippi state was off sides, right? Only in Arkansas can we have the team, other opposing team commit a penalty and it, and it, and it gets us. But had that not happened, you know, we probably would have held on to the lead and had that happened, you got, you got the, uh, you know, the, talking points of, well, we're going to revisit these next two weeks. We're proud to get our first win underneath us. We're trending in the right direction. And Dan Enos is probably still the coordinator right now. Had the Mississippi State player 
not gone off sides. Yeah. And for that reason, I think he needs to be the player of the game for Arkansas. And finally, <laughs> I want to give it to the Arkansas women's soccer team who scored more than the football team and without a doubt ran more yards up and down the wow. field than they did. So, you know, have at it. Goodbye. Thank you, John. Did they really score more? Yeah, they did. What did they score? Four? Yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> I'll double check. I think it was four. Can we play their games in the football stadium? And play the football games in the soccer stadium for a while? Can we do that? I'm in favor of that. I'd like that. Uh, five to one. Five to one. All right. So they, they, scored, almost, they almost doubled they them almost up. They almost doubled the football team's points. Wow. Also, um, this weekend, the score was Dan Enos' offense three. Kendall Bryles' offense three. Mississippi, uh, Mississippi State, State seven. Seven to six. <laughs> Bad. Hey, I give them a lot of credit for being brave in this time of wild offense in college football for going the other way. Wow. You know, when they zig, you zag. Who was that wide receiver? Because he also bailed out Zach Arnett from a stupid fourth and one play call out of the gun. Or was it fourth and two? I don't even know yeah, what. Because was... Lou Riddick was about to crush that guy. This is one of those <laughs> games that you just want to erase from your memory. That's right. Like it never happened. With the men like, in black lights. Exactly. <laughs> go, get, let's go on Amazon. See if we can get one of those things. And just start. I mean, we will do it for free as a public service. Because I, you will be scarred from watching do, that game. Do you remember how DK Metcalf hiking his leg, like, changed the course of yep. history? Like, that guy jumping offside for Mississippi State is the is the new, like, DK Metcalf. Like, he changed the tra- trajectory of history by jumping offsides on that play. Because if he doesn't, Mississippi State and Arnett is probably going to get canned for making a stupid yep. decision on fourth and two there. Uh, backed up. It was a terrible football game. I mean, <laughs> yes. just all the way around. Yes, but that moment They're, is the center of a terrible football way, game. On the way out, they shouldn't have been handing out coupons. They should have been handing out 20s. Going, Man, sorry you had to go through that. Sorry about this. That's terrible. I know it was a terrible experience. There's that's, a suggestion box around the corner. That's I, one, just awful. That's one where uh, the late Jack Crystal, who called Mississippi State games forever, uh, would have said, the drive of the game was my drive home tonight. That's correct. Because <laughs> there was nothing <laughs> There was nothing else in that game to watch. I'm sitting at home, and I'm by myself. And I am like, ugh, ugh. I mean, I, was cre- I had secondhand embarrassment. I was by myself. Look at you. It was Using awful. the fancy words, secondhand well, embarrassment. I, I have no idea what it means. but <laughs> I want to know who that guy was that jumped off sides. find it. He is the center of the football universe this week, as far as I can tell. Uh, Big Keith is up now. What's up, Big Keith? Hey, keep up in the house. How you guys doing today? We're oh, great. What's yeah. up? Doing good, doing good. Hey, when I, whatever happened to let the play run out before you blew a whistle, you know? Well, that was a pre-snap Just, penalty, yeah. you see. So it was should, the play should have never happened anyway. How? False start. How can it be all fall, before they snap? False start oh, is always a pre Yeah, false start's always a pre-snap penalty. Okay, I thought he got him for offside. No. Talking about. No, no, no. Oh, no. okay. When the it was the offensive guy. Okay. Well, uh, I ain't heard nobody else say how sucky the damn refs were. I didn't care for them at all either. Look, man, they were you in know? a helpless position. This was <laughs> a tickle fight, and they didn't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, they're just throwing flags just so they get some airtime, man. This was a pillow fight between two <laughs> pathetic football teams. Yeah. Okay? It was handbags and, at 10 and paces. Whatever, whatever you want to call it. This was, I mean, next year, can we get a trophy for this? A battle for the handbag? I mean, it's handbags at 10 paces. A Louis Vuitton yeah, handbag? Louis Vuitton, yeah, KJ can put it up. Man, hey, those two teams suck. You, it's on you. What, what did all, he do? All this is on you. you he chose the hog, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's do that. it's a double-digit pick by you. That's Guys, right. if you think I'm to blame yeah. for this. You know hey, what? And l- uh, let, me, let me say this real quick, too. Um, this tie behind enemy lines record, Yeah. this year... I don't think it's Ty's fault. Oh, you want to erase it? <laughs> I don't think it's Ty's fault. Well, now does he get to, does he get to go? And do we count it on the record this week when you know Kenny or next week when well, Kenny Gainesville will decide whether or not we count it on Ty's All record right. or not. All right, Big Keith, thank you. We got to run here. We're up against a break. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua Sign Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year: Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures, and at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year and. 
it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more was it tied? I don't so. think it was. It was like a. It was a man. <laughs> Look, another player's rung the bell. That means he did his personal best. Need to check their poop. That is one big pile of shit. Woo pig. Bum, 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 bum. Is that the death march? <laughs> I, I love you too. I thought it for a second. I thought he was going imperial I march. Did too. Like, yeah. oh my god, he's, he's going, going dark. He's a Star Wars guy. I would have liked him even more. Like, wow, he's a Star Wars geek like me. I think that was the bum 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 bum. No, no, but it was the what's the other one? Um, bum 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 bum. No, I got it. I got it. Bum 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 bum. Yeah, that's the death part. John Williams. Yeah. All right. The one he was doing was like the you know the um the the um the driverless uh um. What is it? Kason in the uh, Kennedy parade with the song he was referencing, wasn't it? <laughs> Something like that. We are a month away from the uh, 60th anniversary of the Kennedy assassination. Yep. So maybe that's why. Maybe he's a history nerd at night. I don't know. You got to do something to take your mind off all this. Put the History Channel on or something. Or National Geographic. Or, you know, anything. Net like Geo that. runs more documentaries, I yeah, guess, than yeah. history does now. But I don't have history on YouTube, so I don't know what they do. Some of those shows are dumb. You know, going to a pawn shop and what? what well, how, what, how much is this piece of junk worth? I mean, come on. But I watched it. I used mm. to watch it. Okay. But then I grew up. Okay. 19 to the hour. I used to watch guys catch crab on a boat, too. And I don't watch that anymore, either. It's time now. You go for... from port to port. Me, <laughs> too. They smoke a lot of cigarettes on that show. And they don't warn you. You know, on Disney, when they... At, caution, show contains tobacco use. They don't do that. Thanks. Them. As the millennial sister goes... Right. On their vape. Yes, they yeah. light up the vape pin and make the little blue light come on. Okay. Is that we've, how that works? I don't know. Hmm. Some of them it is. We've Sometimes wasted. it's a green light. It's going to be a green light. There Here's you go. Here's somebody, Scott, suggesting that he needs to think more about the Roman Empire. Maybe so. Maybe he does. We don't know. Maybe he's building a ship in a bottle. I don't know what he's doing. All right. All right. It's time now for DQ's weekend check marks from the college football weekend. And here is DQ. Okay, so I usually start with the green uh-huh. and go to the red, but this week I'm going to start with the red and go to the green. All right, oh, changing okay. it up. Just I like it. Just some programming notes. <laughs> okay. okay. Yep. So my red check mark is going to go to Zach Arnett. Oh, wow. I thought I was getting one. Oh, wow. Okay. Whoa. Because... While he did beat Arkansas, it's not like Mississippi State had a great game. (laughs) No, they didn't. One score. Now, Arkansas didn't score any touchdowns. So, I guess, you know, there's that. But any if that team would have played any other team in the country, they would have lost. Probably badly. But also, he had... Two delay of games. And on both of those, it didn't really look like he was super motivated and going to a ref to call a timeout. He was just standing there. Like he wasn't paying attention, or I don't know. We were talking, we were joking around whenever he got his second one. And we were like, oh, what if he was standing by the ref, but he was just so 
focus on something else that the ref was like, Coach, you're gonna, <laughs> Coach, you're gonna Coach, call you, you wanna, you wanna, you want me to jump in here? Nope. Okay. All right. Well, um, question. question. Yeah. Do you think, and I'm just thinking out loud here, do you think that Sam Pittman and Zach Arnett coached down to each other's level? They just couldn't I figure think, where, the level, I mean, where the level was? They both. They just kept going down I don't somebody know. stopped? Neither one had won an SEC game. Yeah. So I kind of guess I am glad that Mississippi State won an SEC game. <laughs> but you know, hey, hey, coach, you got five on the clock. You want to? I mean, coach. Anybody? All right. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I was confused at that. Okay. <laughs> also, I did not like their cursive or cursive-esque state on the helmet. It looks like a treble club. I'm more into the state across the shirt. If you know what I if you know what I mean, if like the know, black you know. shirt okay. with the like well, they aerial used to, they font. Used to just put MSU, but I guess yeah. they changed that. I'm into the state branding. Okay. Back in the okay. Wade Madkin days. Right. Yeah. But when they you know Mississippi State's been to Atlanta. Yeah. Twice. Once. Twice. I don't know. Anyway, okay. did, Dan Mullen didn't take him. There, no, though. he did not. Okay, my yellow mm. is going to Dabo Sweeney. Oh boy. Oh, he didn't have a good from one. their Clems the Clemson loss to Miami. Yes. And I'm giving him the yellow because I think I hate Miami. Get in line. I <laughs> Way to go, kid. All right. I think I hate them. Uh-huh. And so him losing to a, like a mid Miami team as a bad Clemson team, I really I don't know. I kind of wanted I kind of wanted them to win. Uh it was in overtime at least. So there's that. But um no, I I wanted to give it to Mario Cristobal, but I've already given him one. And so it'll have to go to Dabo. Because I don't know. I read a lot about... I have to see Miami. Like the University of Miami mentioned a lot on the internet. Mm -hmm. And I hate them for that. <laughs> okay. All right. They're too popular. I think so. Okay. I and can I relate. just don't even like the idea of the city of Miami. Oh. So... The idea wow. of the city of Miami. I've never been. Is why the idea. I'll bet if you went, your your I'm not view into. On Miami would I'm not change. into the Miami club scene that I that I know is there. I'm okay. not into that. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> and this week I have two green check marks. Oh, a tie. Okay. One is my actual green check mark. Like he actually deserves it. Is Kyle Whittingham from Utah? Oh uh -huh. yeah. Not necessarily because Kyle Whittingham gets the green check mark, but because USC is getting the ultimate karma right now yeah. with that kid painting his nails. That'd be Caleb I've, Williams. I bet he will not be doing that anymore. Unless he does it goes for a third time, that would be really, really bold. Utah's beaten them four times in a row. Oh my god, are you serious? Dead serious. Good Love for that. Utah good for owns him. Them. Love wow. that. Kyle Whittingham's a bad man. He is oh, a bad I'm man. I'm sorry. I did not know that. We need the picture of Kyle Whittingham holding a baby, and the baby is Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Riley. That's the picture we oh, need. Oh, maybe get two babies. Make it Lincoln <laughs> Riley and but Caleb Williams. What I really enjoyed is the Notre Dame like account posting about karma <laughs> and how, you know, because uh, they also lost to, or they also beat USC yeah, with his nails painted. Yeah, so we never miss an opportunity in South Bend to kick USC. I bet, I bet he won't Good. do that again. Or I bet someone on the coaching staff will be like, "Please God, stop." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and my 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 second green check mark is gonna go to Willie Fritz. Tulane. My my All favorite right. team in college football. The Tulane. Tulane. Wavy. <laughs> the green wave. Uh huh. The cutest mascot. <laughs> um. <laughs> They're actually, I mean, I know that they're in a small, smaller conference, but they're actually good. Yeah, no, they were ranked in Six the top and 25 one. for a while. They, their only loss is to Ole Miss. Yeah, they beat North Texas. Um, and I just wanted to give him one because I love Tulane. And I I like the green wave. Okay. So good for Willie Fritz. <laughs> Someone I know really wants him to come here. Okay. okay. All right. We'll, we'll add that we'll to the list. We'll always mention him. Willie Fritz, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, there's people who are like fans of coaches, and then there's people that just want to be smarter than everybody else at the table. Yeah. So they have to find the like kind of like, oh, what about, uh, you know, Kent Elkington? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Division six, but, you know, he's winning 90% of his games down there. I mean, they always, there's always that. Like, there's people that really like Willie Fritz and some of these other coaches. 
But there's also people that are like have to sound like the smartest person at the liars table at let breakfast, you know. Mm. So they're like, oh, what about uh, you know Steve Thompson? Yeah, it was pretty good. Didn't he? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, those are DQ's check marks for the week here on Ruskin and Zach. Your drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky. Okay. Hmm. All righty. Here we are. Yeah, the um, uh, shout out to, and I almost pulled the audio on this, but I didn't get a chance to. Um, the guy calling the UNC game on the CW who had to do a read for F-Boy Island in the middle of the game. That is the greatest piece of video I've seen in a while. Oh, it's so good. North Carolina is getting their hat handed to him. Hey, tomorrow night, don't miss F-Boy Island right here on the CW. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's even better. I didn't think we could pass Jim Nance doing an impractical jokers read, buddy. We've passed it. Yeah, we. Have. This is great. I'm gonna watch these CW games now. Just oh for yeah. That. Well, there's nobody watching, so they can pretty much do what they want. That's right. Uh, DQ, we're getting some pushback here. Uh, why does Willie Fritz get a green check mark before Marcus Freeman? They were off this week. <laughs> Who? Notre Dame. Uh huh. Oh yeah. They were off. Right. You should get a green. Che- you should get a green check mark every week. Why? I don't know. <laughs> because he's Marcus Freeman. Okay. All right. Uh, Richard is in Garfield here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Hi, Richard. Hi, guys. Great hey. show. Hey, uh, I'm a transplant from Utah. My wife is from Arkansas. So my favorite teams are Utah, Arkansas, and whoever's playing BYU, if you catch my drift on that. Kyle okay. uh, Whittingham's um, a bad man. He is a bad <laughs> man. I don't know if you know this, but, you know, when he first started out, he he um, followed uh, Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. and there was kind of a little bit of a dip, and people wanted to fire him. And then he worked it to the top of the Mountain West. And then when he transferred to the, uh, the uh, Pac-12, there was a little bit of a dip, and people wanted to fire him. Then when he had the abbreviated year during COVID year, people wanted to fire him. And now he's, uh, you know, on his way to win perhaps the third Pac-12 championship in a row, and my my point is, as, as I've heard a lot of people talking about, you know, let's pull the string on on various and sundry coaches. But if if the mentality around here would have been the same there, Whittingham would have been out years ago, and um, and look at what he's been able to do. You know, he plays like a middle linebacker. He coaches like a middle linebacker. Awesome coach, and I think he's the second tied for second longest coach. Uh, at one school now in, in the NCAA. Yeah, it's him uh, and uh, Kirk Ferentz, I believe. Yeah. yeah. One of them yep. is winning Good. And, and doing well. Well, and, well Ferentz yeah. wins just, you know, 9 6 usually. Uh, <laughs> people didn't like how he was playing hard nosed defense, boring offense. You know, all of the complaints that I hear sometimes other places. But, you know, it's funny how they all became quite taller to that when he started winning again in the Pac 12 after he jumped up a level. Yeah. And um, they don't have their starting quarterback. You no, saw that, this. It was year. a third team walk on. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he's fourth team because fourth the team, second team quarterback got hurt before yeah. the start of the season, so he's a fourth string walk on uh, pig farmer from Milford, Utah, a town of about twelve hundred people and about eight million hogs. So, yeah, <laughs> wow. it's kind of a great story. <laughs> but the, you know, here's this kid that's a walk on, and and he. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the game every but, second. You know. He, he couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything. And finally, when they said that the other guy can't come back, and they started de- uh, designing a game plan for him, and uh, he was probably would have gotten the game ball if I had been a coach. Again, another lesson: uh, match your game to the players you have, not your not your uh, dogma yeah. when it yeah. comes to coaching. So, anyway, appreciate your show. Thank you, Richard. There's appreciate nothing it. better than watching USC get bullied. Yeah. I mean, just mauled. Hey, message board people, listen up. I got an idea. I got an idea here, all right? Clemson gets totally uh, disenchanted with Dabo. He leaves and takes the Arkansas job. There you go. Have at it, message board people. There you go. That's on That's on the house. <laughs> no. No. No? No. I'd love to have a coach here go, well, maybe this place needs a few more losses to lighten the bandwagon. You know what this team needs? <laughs> That's what he said last week. Yeah. Is he said, maybe we need some more losses to lighten up the bandwagon around here. Yeah, that somebody exact, said yeah, that, that here, a, can you uh, imagine? Oh, my God. We got six. We don't need any.
anymore. That's right. We're, the folks are set on losses. <laughs> we lost some wins, please. It'll be the reverse Ken Hatfield. Hatfield, you know, they got tired of him here winning all the time. He went to Clemson. You know, it'll be the reverse of that. They get tired of Dabo, and he leaves there and comes here. 30-some-odd years later. There you go. Just lay down, have a good bleed. <laughs> You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! We've got Clay Henry with us here to help us uh, recap it all here on Ruskin and Zach on this Monday, as he is every Monday at 5 o'clock. Hi, Clay. Good afternoon. How are things in uh, Norfolk today? Oh, it's been a beautiful day. This is a great time of year. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little worried about our fall foliage, though. It looks like their leaves are just going to drop off. Are you a leaf peeper? You uh, go out in the, the woods? No, I mean, but I I mean, I enjoy, I mean, uh, I drove home Saturday afternoon and I just, that can be between Huntsville and Alpena, that can be just a glorious drive. I mean, you look to the south and, you know, it's the mountains surrounding the Buffalo River and, you know, it's just, there's, you know, there's just some beautiful hillsides and I know the same thing. You can drive along I-40 and, you know, see Mount Magazine, Mount Nebo, all that, and it—I just—it's been so dry. I think we're just going to not have much color. You go back through like Old Alabama out that way. I, old Alabama. Tell me where that is. Oh, it's off of um, you know when you make the left in Huntsville and start going west towards um, oh gosh, out towards um, uh, Mountain Home that that area. Old yeah, Alabama. well, I mean, I go th- it's through near Berryville. Huntsville. No, I don't go through there. Okay. Through, through Berryville, that would be. That'd be north. I go. I'm on four four twelve. Okay. All right. Jerry Carr, yeah, old uh, former astronaut, walked on the moon. He he used to live out there. Really? Bet yeah. It's probably a pretty place. He walked on the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was one of the Apollo astronauts. Oh. Wow. Interviewed him one time. Wow. Did not like the idea that people thought that we didn't land on the moon. DQ. Uh, well, well, I was, do think that he was offended. But. Well, yeah, he was ready to fight people. But, uh, you think we don't walk? We didn't walk on the moon. No, I think that we do. Oh, okay. All right. Clay, I'm lunar Clay, landing positive. Clay, <laughs> what? Lunar landing positive. Clay, you were there. Did we land on the moon? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Taylor Swift hasn't been there, but I mean, that I know that for sure. Lunar landing. Well, when they positive. have the Super Bowl yeah. up there, Taylor Swift can go if the Chiefs are in it. That's, yeah, that's true. What can happen? There? Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, well. Clay, you've uh, you've seen a few of these uh, things like we saw yesterday. <laughs> no, I don't know that there's been too many of them. I do remember the Jack Crow. I don't remember any assistant coaches though, coordinators, you know, being dumped. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it seemed like it might be time. <laughs> I mean, it just it's not. It's uh, you know what did Danny Ford say? It didn't take a scientific rocket to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Three points, and, um, yeah, that's um, – No, I mean, but just watch the whole season. Yes. I mean, just right. – there was never anything. And, um, you know, I listened to uh, all of Sam Pittman's um, press conference today, and, you know, it's like 29 drop-back passes. And when he told him, 
you know, the staff, I want to see rollouts. I want to see bootlegs. And then when they had positive run plays, they didn't bring them back. That'll get you fired. You know, it's uh, that's insubordination. I mean, yeah. in a way, when your when your boss says, "Hey, I need you to do this," and you're like, so, nah, yeah. "I know, now nah, I'm good." That's insubordination. So I watched Sam a lot. I mean, I was there in the press box, and say the ball was on one thirty, he was like on the other thirty all by himself, and had you know had headsets. And it, I mean, it looked to me like, okay, I'm going to talk to this guy that's in the box, and I don't want anybody else to hear me, because he was away from every. That's that's what I thought was going on, and his things just continued to to spiral down. Um, you know, it's they they lined up in the second half, and it looked like they tightened the splits in their line. They went toe to toe, and we're you know we're not. We're going to run the ball, and we're going to go forward. And then all at once, you know, they, they did. And then the running play stopped. I mean, it's just, to me, that was like, that was telling. In fact, I went down, I, would, I sit on the third row. Um, you know, I can, I want to be on the third row, so if I want to sneak out, I don't want anybody to know that I, you know, I snuck out. <laughs> Plus, the third row is where all the useless chatter goes down in the press box. No, there's not that much. Oh. You know, I was I was in the middle of uh, communication staff, and uh, the SEC observer just just to my right, he doesn't say a word. I mean, I, you know, if I moan and there's a bad call or something, he doesn't even look over at me. <laughs> um, so, which is fine. He shouldn't. I mean, he should be focused on what he's doing, you know, l- looking at replays and stuff. I'm sure he's counting players and all that kind of, you know, stuff and looking at the positioning of the referees. So he's filing a report. So he's not he's not paying attention to me. But, I, you know, it's like the there's no there was no chatter where I was. Um, there was no one like a Derek Ruskin around. No, none. Yeah, up there holding You're court in the laugh. middle of the game. You're supposed to laugh. <laughs> no, I know. Well, the third rows were all the uh, the people with nice hair sit. Because they're oh. just up there for the free food and the uh, and the hobnobbing. They think it's a mixer. <laughs> it look, I, the people around me were all communications people, and they were working. Oh, they like had I said. Jobs to do. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. talking about the TV people. It, it's a mixer for them. Um, yeah, the they're other, scattered further around. I'm right on the 50-yard yeah, line. The, they're the, scattered like the real working media is in the first two rows. Right at the 50. Yeah, like, you don't have to have a post to look around or anything at the 50. Right no, there. I'm good. I was, I was good. You can't yeah. see the upper decks. That's the only thing. You know, when you're down lower, you can kind of see see more in the stands a little bit better. Hey, I, I will say one of the things that, that I noticed, that was the fewest visiting fans – for an SEC game in the history since 92. Wow. There, I mean, Mississippi State, they had a few parents there. That was it. I mean, it was like watching a Parkview Hall game 15 years ago. <laughs> Football game. Wow. There, they had nobody there. Nobody there. Yep. Well, DQ gave uh, Zach Arnett red check marks because apparently he's not very good at his job. That Clock management was, uh, was at a premium in that game. <laughs> what do you mean? It it was not – clock management uh, apparently is – DQ didn't like the delay right. of games. Yes, yeah, clock management was something that we didn't take very seriously in that game. Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes they don't really care if they get a delay a game. If they're they're going to punt it, they don't care if they're punting from the 45 or the 50. They really don't. No, in, in that and, particular and, instance. And it looked to me that Zach Arnett, what he was doing – and I've seen Houston Nutt do this. Hey, we're ahead. We'll just let the clock run out. We'll take a delay, and then we're going to punt it. Yeah, I mean that—that that was his. I mean, it's like this game; they can't score, so we we're not going to run a play, and we, and we're not going to use a timeout because we might get behind and we'll need it. So that's what was going on there. I'm sorry, DQ. No, no offense, <laughs> but it, but that's what he was doing, and there was there was method to his madness. There was no method to you know Sam take you know getting to delay as they're lining up for field goal. That oh, was yeah. that was that was not good. No. You think this is just sort of a no bueno. A, a, a relieve the pressure, relieve the stress, you know, addition by subtraction kind of deal. Where obviously there was a disconnect between uh, Danny Enos and the offense. But and is this a situation no, I, where you bring in a guy like I, Kenny Guyton and he and he clears up the communication issues? No, I mean he's gonna. They're gonna. They they were running too much offense. They couldn't run it. 
trying to run too many plays. And if you got a play that works, run it again. Yeah. I mean, make them Zach, stop. You you you've watched. Yeah, you've watched Gus Malzahn, right? Of course. And when he's got a play that works, he'll run it thirty he, straight he times. He puts his hand in front of his face and goes mirror, and that means you just run it to the other side. Run it, in, run it to the or or even just run yeah. it the same spot. You got. You know, I've been around coaches, and if they, you know, but then I've been around other coaches. Is like, okay, that worked, and I put a little check mark here, and we're going to come back to that play in two quarters. I, I mean, you know this. I, sometimes, they do it, sometimes and I'm they, talking about the best coordinators do that. Sometimes we're not going to. We want to. We we're going to save that one, and we're going to run it in a really good spot, and we don't want we don't want them to figure this one out. We're going to save it. Well. This offense, you don't save anything. No. If you got a play that works, you know, run it again, run it again. I mean, sometimes these coaches they overcomplicate things. They try and outsmart themselves. Gus Malzahn against Fayetteville ran the same play twenty five times in a row, just because yeah. Fayetteville and couldn't I mean, and stop it. And there's a lot of coaches that you know they've done that. And I, and Jack Crow was really good at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he had a play that worked, you just keep running. Just flip it and and Nin- ninety five. Yeah, David. You know, David Lee was good at that too. I mean, let's just let's just they turn okay. around and hand it to McFadden. They can't yeah. stop him. Just keep yeah. running it. Yeah. And now it's, it's, it's not like they have that kind of play no. right now, but it. But don't do too much, and they obviously can't protect and drop back. So don't call twenty nine dropbacks. Right. Yeah. And yes. It's it, and you know and, what? But but here here's here's why they fired the coordinator because they are trying to save their jobs, and he and I think Sam really, if you listen closely. He 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 spoke. Every press conference I've seen of late, it has been. There's no mirror. There's no hiding behind anything. He tells you exactly what he's thinking, and some people don't like it because they said, "Well, it, you know, it." He just showed his weakness, like he didn't know what to do on the field goal. He said it, and what he said today, I know is the truth. It's like, hey. I'm going to get more involved. Am I worried about my buyout? No. I'm worried about all those people in the building. When a head coach gets fired, there's like 90 that lose their job. 90. The whole building's cleared out. You know, everybody in the recruiting staff, everybody in weight strength staff, they they all lose their jobs. You know, we, we all hear about, oh, the, you know, this coach has got two years. This guy's got two years. Well, all the GAs are gone. I mean, every – you know, it's every person in there other than maybe four secretaries loses their job. So when he says, I'm trying to save the building, that's what he's trying to do. He's responsible for all those people. And, you know, it's just like when Jeff Long came in, what happened to all of, the, you know, Coach Burrell's people? They're gone. That's what happens when you get a new general. Yeah. He gets their people. So that's – and, and I really believe that because he knows – He's okay, so if he if he wasn't worried for all those people, he'd just ride it out and you know let Dan Danino's call us twenty nine dropbacks. Now he's going to try to do something to you know to to get it turned around, but it, it's and I think he said it exactly right. You got a defense that's playing you know like their hair's on fire, offense is not. And now this is this is I'm not on the inside. I am not. Anybody that thinks I am, they're, they're wrong. I'm so far removed. I do a few features here and there, and it's the fun stuff. I mean, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not dialed in or anything. But it, what I do see is Dan was very hard on everybody. He's hard on, on KJ. He's hard on everybody. Works long hours. And, I mean, it, when you're not having success – that's tough on people when you got your finger. I mean, just just think about he was under Saban. He was coaching that offense the way Saban coached. Very tough. And if there's no success, finally he's like, why are we doing this? It's not working. Why are we, you know, why are we killing ourselves? None, none of it's working. And that's when you got to change. Talking with Clay Henry, your drive home powered by Mr. Sparky on Ruskin and Zach. That's so, literally the best explanation I've yeah. heard. Okay, it just wasn't working. So, we got to make a change. So, so Clay, let me ask you the question that we've been asking for a, a couple hours here. Is, is, is <laughs> it, Nobody's answered it yet? Well, I mean, we've gotten a bunch of different uh, responses from people. Okay. But is this place at Arkansas, with this, with this fan base, with this culture, are they capable in football 
like on the other sports where the first time a coach has a setback, they don't bail on him. Because we've seen that in the other sports where, you know, Dave doesn't go to the College World Series, people still have his back. But in football, no one has hit that mark where they have support no matter what will it ever happen here. Well, all I can say is for me, I can't talk about, you know, fans. That's that's what Ty does. He talks about fans and what they're thinking. I don't know what people are thinking. I know they want to win. And if you win, everything will work out. And that's the way it is anywhere, any place. But what I see now is that you can win. You know, I, I didn't think they could get a defense that would stop people. That's been the real problem for years and years and years. Almost since we've been in the SEC, very rarely. Jolie Dunn did it. Mm-hmm. And then, then they, they kind of got lightning in the bottle there for a few years with, with – uh, with Houston when they really had some speed in the back end. And, I mean, you just go around all those guys that could play. You know, I mean, it, it was a bunch of guys that could make plays on defense because of the speed. Well, they went out and fixed the defense. And that tells me you can – I know they've been able to score points on offense. So, I think that's fixable. I don't think where they're at is unfixable. And with the portable, you – you know – you, you can go get players. Now, I think they felt like they had good young offensive line talent and they could kind of work them into where they needed to be. But the offense was so complex that they just looked confused. You know, all those penalties early, it looked to me like they're trying to figure out, okay, that's not the same. We're running, you know, in, you know, in the first half, we're running 30 different plays. You know, it's like, and, and it's, that's fun if you can do it, but they weren't ready in the offensive line to do it. You've got to know what your players are capable of doing, and that that was Danny Nose's disconnect. You know, it was. You know, I asked him back in the summers, like, can you put in a whole new offense? In you know, in today's time where there's 15 practices in the spring, and he says we're we had an installation. You know, in the spring. There'll be another installation this summer when we can work with them, and then a third installation in August. Well, that wasn't enough, in my opinion. It wasn't enough time to run. And I don't know if you remember Chad Morris. I don't know what his problem was, but he did tell us the truth. We're only going to put in 30% of the offense that's right. that first year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the smart way to go. But they didn't run that 30% very well. You know, you ought to be able to polish that small. But they were in the same boat. No offensive line. You remember they had eight for some practices in August? Mm-hmm. Eight. That's what it kind of looks like they're at right now. And they should be further along. But there, there's times where offensive line is the toughest to predict. There, It is – it's easily the hardest to understand. I mean, it's, um, it's, you know, there's not many big people. I mean, that's kind of a given. There's less big people than there are small people, and you got to get it right. And you only have 18 slots for, you know, for five players. And if you if you start missing on some players, or you're playing really young ones, then it's going to be a growth time. And I think it was the perfect storm for offense. We got our first, a bad storm. We got we got our first piece of the puzzle, which is Derek Keefe, is uh, who was an assistant wide receivers coach, has now been elevated. He's now the wide receivers coach. Yep. Kenny Guyton moves into the OC role. Uh, take us through this week. Obviously, obviously a bye week. The players got a couple days off. They're going to get back together either Wednesday night or Thursday. What's this week going to be like when they go back to practice for the players and the coaches? Yeah, first of all, you know everybody's like, well, they're they're going to. You know, they're going to have some slobber knocker practices. That's not what this team needs right now. You know, first of all, it would be it would be to the disadvantage of the defense, which is playing well. That's the one thing. You don't want to beat those guys up. So you're, you're going to run a handful of plays. And Sim kind of knows, all right, we got these plays that we think we can run. And then, you know, probably polish those. But it – to me, what they've got to do, what was the most damning thing you heard from him today? Just one word. Give it to me. One word. 
Volume. A single word. No. Spirit. 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 Yeah, yeah that's right. Yep. They got to get their spirit back on offense. So it's going to be one of the – they're not going to beat them up. They're going to tell them, we got some plays that we can run, and that's what we're going to do. And they've, there's one guy that they've got to get their spirit back, and he's their captain. He's the leader of this team. He looked like his spirit was broken. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, he tried to run over people. That's all he knew to do. But he's got to run those plays, and they, they've got to – and they, they've got to run a few plays, and they got to get a few checks for him so he can get out of a bad play when it looks like that play won't work. So it's got to be a really condensed – because what they did was give him a whole pro offense when that's not what he was running. He wasn't running a pro offense. He was running an RPO that had very definitive role for him. And, and very definitive for – I will tell you that their offense that they ran – and, Zach, I've, I've heard you say this before. There's two schemes that are really simple and easy for an offensive lineman to, to run. One is that RPO game that Kendall ran or a straight option. You know, it's like you, you, you're really reducing, you know, the, the, the things that can go wrong in that, the, that offense for the offensive line. It's simpler. So, I, I, you know, they can't go back to running – you know, the, the, the Kendall Bryles RPO no. stuff, even though Guyton knows it, but he doesn't have time to put it yeah, in. Right. And and they've got two practices this week. They're going to give him the open date. They're going to let him, you know, kind of rejuvenate and, and get their spirit back. And that's their best chance down the stretch. But they don't have to do a whole lot on offense to win games because they're not giving up much. Um. So, but it's can can they win some of these games? Maybe, um, but they got to get their spirit back, and they've got the the essence of coaching is playing hard. They had it on half of the field, and maybe on special teams. They didn't have it on offense because I don't think the guys believed in what they were doing. Right, I hundred percent agree with that. They looked disinterested when and when it and when things weren't but, going hey, if, well. If th- something doesn't work. You know that that's you oh, know, no. when you yeah. keep doing it. That's the definition of insanity. But you, yep. I mean, you know this. I'm, when when you're doing this and you're just beating your head against the wall, nothing's working. It's that here we go again. You know, we're, yeah, we're, and, and that's what and, and that's what just, and Sam saw it. And it compounds on top of each other, yeah. and then it's then it gets and, to a point where nobody feels like you can do anything right. Yeah, and uh, and and I know fans are you know you can walk through the stands, you can hear everything, and I I mean, and I don't blame them, but it's what's What's really unfortunate is that they did fix the defense. Yeah, and I, I mean, and I wasn't sure that was doable. Yeah, and and so they've got that going right. Clay, they they fixed the defense, and they've even had injuries on the defense, and they haven't. But they've gotten like, more total, players. They, just they, plug they them did back what in, yeah. they did. What we've talked about for years, they've got to get some depth on on defense so they can absorb injuries. They've had guys go out. And they've got guys that can step up and play, and then those guys have come back, and then they've come back and played well because you know they were able to. You know, I, I've seen times sometimes on defense it's like, well, this guy's beat up, but he's going to keep playing. But poor, poor bumper pool, you know, in in Grant Morgan, those guys played through injuries, but now they don't have to do that, and that really helps your morale. Is like, I don't have to go out there with a you know with a you know one arm. You right. know, or or a hip that that is completely torn, like Bumper did. And that, you know, it's and they've been able to sit out safeties. Um, so I, I applaud what they've done there. I I could never believe that it was going to be this kind of a colass, colossal failure in so many ways on offense. Because I I think Dan Enos is a good coach, but it he tried to do too much and. I don't know. I mean, he he was and Sam said this exactly right. I've I've heard this from several people. He was in that building full time. I mean, he didn't he didn't go home. You know, I don't know. You know, he's he's single, lives by himself. He did not go home. He stayed up there, and that's almost a problem in itself. I mean, it's just like sometimes you just got you got to have somewhere to go to get away. But he just I'm going to work through this. I'm going to work through it. And that's I've seen that with a lot of coaches, and it can grind you down to where it's you know it's almost a detriment. 
Yeah. Right, we're talking I saw that with Willie Robinson. I mean, he, you know, I don't know if y'all remember, they finally hauled him to the hospital. Yes, I do I mean, remember he was that. Drinking coffee, drinking coffee, drinking coffee, you know, and just staying up there and working. You know, cause, I mean, he was scared of Bobby. And well, who wasn't? Eventually <laughs> he just collapsed. Well, and that's partly, you know, I think everybody was kind of scared of Dan. Um, and um, so, hey, he worked for the guy that's. Uh, you know, perfected that system, Nick Saban, but very few have perfected it, yeah. which, you know, which, I mean, you know, grind on somebody so hard, you know, that they get it done. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I talked too much. No, it's fine. It's, it's it's great. We've been talking for three hours now. They're, they're tired of us, so it's good. It's it's perfectly fine. Uh, we will. Uh, Somebody's tired of y'all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hard to believe, isn't it? So do y'all, do y'all really do five hours a day? Yeah. Or four hours? Is it four? Uh, it's, well, it's four, it's four kind of. Yeah. Five is a is a, yeah. a highlight show. But does DQ sometimes just say "see you guys"? No, no, she's here from sun up to sundown. Um, <laughs> works model employee. She's our Willie Robinson. That's she works. Right. She's just, yeah. DQ lay off the coffee. Right. She's We're worried just about wired you. on coffee and cigarettes. And she's just you know, she never leaves. Sometimes that's I have to not, kick her out. I think y'all are y'all are spreading falsehoods. Nah, right. she's in there. She, she's trembling right now. She's having a Nick fit. <laughs> I don't think so. Get some Nicorette gum. You'll be fine. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.